Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Um, you know what? It was an exciting weekend, and we're going to get into some of that kind of stuff that uh, that took place this weekend, Callie. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of titled the episode The Spider Monkey, and we're going to get into <laughs> to talking a lot about the spider monkey. So, um, yeah. you know, pretty exciting stuff. But uh, first, I uh, just want to give a huge thank you to our sponsors, Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com. Or by phone at 812-767-5657. Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. Contact information for Tommy. You can contact him at 812-372-4483 at extension 2447. And remember to tell him that APR Podcast sent you. All right. So kind of getting into uh, the weekend here, Um, the big news uh, for us in this and – for the people that I went to high school with is yeah. Ashley, the spider monkey Yoder, um, wins her first UFC fight in UFC Fight Night 139 out of Denver, Colorado. And she defeats Amanda Cooper by split decision at the end of the match. Yeah, it was. I mean, we were all sitting there watching. It was a great fight. I mean, I don't know much about UFC fighting and all of that. I mean, it was I mean, it looked to me, I mean, with my lack of knowledge, I mean, it looked very close as far as each of them had their high points and low points, I guess. Um, and obviously the judges thought the same thing, but it was it was so close. Yeah. And I mean, I thought that um, I, I thought that Ashley did a great job of continually defending herself and yeah. working out of tough spots. Um, I'll be honest up front. I thought Amanda Cooper uh, impressed me more with her, her takedown skills and I thought her, she was really aggressive and her ground game. I expected yeah. her to be more of to a just stand up boxer. Up. Yeah, I agree with that. So I was, I was really kind of shocked with her ability. I mean, she, I, I felt like going into the fight that, that Ashley had to get her to the ground in order to be successful. Yeah. And I thought that Amanda actually took her to the ground more often. Now, I think that hurt Amanda in the end. Um, I know there's some controversy over the results, which there always is. Right. Uh, when it comes, um, to the UFC and the judging when it's a split decision. Yeah. But I thought that everything that Amanda tried to do to Ashley once they were on the ground, Ashley had a counter for or was be able, was able to work her able way out of, out of it. Well, and what the score was like 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 29, 28. So, I mean, it was really close from all three judges. So, yeah. And I, and I'll be the first to admit, I think that, you know, if you are looking at this from the sense of being an Amanda Cooper fan, I can understand the frustration that you're feeling because we talked, uh, last week on the episode and, and when we've had Ashley on before, as, as Spider Monkey fans, as Ashley Yoder fans, we felt that, you know, with... In her previous fights. Yeah, in some yeah. of those decisions. But, and I, I I understand the outside looking in that you think that, you know, what did Ashley do? But Ashley had several times, first of all, I thought she defended herself very well. I thought she... 
her striking was better than what yeah. I've seen her do in previous fights. I think her reach really helped her. Yeah, I think. Like, she, I mean, she. I mean, you know, the Amanda Cooper was trying to, you know, hit or kick or whatever. And I mean, and she just had she just had so much longer legs and longer arms that she could. You know, she was out of reach of Amanda Cooper, but yet she could strike and still get her, you know, attack or like, you know, connect. Yeah, I thought Ashley was much more aggressive standing up than what she has been in yeah. the past. Um, I thought she she took the fight to Amanda Cooper a lot of times instead of waiting uh, for Amanda Cooper to make a, a mistake. Now, overall, she wasn't as aggressive as Amanda Cooper, but I thought she was very, very <laughs> disciplined in her defense of what Amanda Cooper tried doing. And and we all know, and it's it's kind of funny because I know that we had my family thanksmas or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> The combined Thanksgiving Christmas, we'll call it the Roller Thanksmas this weekend, um, with a lot of my family from out of town in. Um, obviously, this was a big deal for me to be able to watch this fight, right? Um, and I was very excited to watch it. So we had my entire family in, all like crunched in the living room watching yeah. her <laughs> cousins, aunts, and uncles. We had to find a way to stream it yeah. from our Direct TV account to my parents' Direct TV account because my dad is doesn't he has the very very basic yeah, package the, whatever the basic package is he's got that or if he can if he can cut any more out he would yes yeah he he, he wants to he, keep, he would do like the pick three yeah if he could just have three channels he would be fine so um so we got it all set up but it was amazing because here we are we're all sitting there we're watching ashley fight you know and again i i, I can't it is so cool to me, and I, I've probably not even expressed this enough to Ashley when she's been on the phone or on the phone on the podcast here. It it is amazing to me that I sat um, and watched a girl I went to high school with fight on Fox Sports One on Saturday right. night. Yeah, and on this huge like fight card. And she was the very last fight before the main. Yeah, she was fight the last started. fight in the undercard. You're exactly right. And you know, not that I would ever partake in anything like this, but we did happen to look just because I was curious. Yeah. Um, and there was an online bookie uh, site um, that actually had her listed uh, as one of the bets that you could make. Again, um, obviously, sports gambling is illegal, and I wouldn't condone that. But we did check. She was on DraftKings, yeah. on the fantasy stuff. So it's just so cool for me, a girl that you know is in my high school yearbook, um, as silly as that is, and has been so gracious to us to come on the podcast a yeah. couple times. We got to sit there and watch her fight and and win her first UFC fight. And here's the deal. I get it. I get the controversy. I get the questions. If you're on the other side, what you may say about the fight. We've been there as Ashley Yoder fans. But here's what I will say. There is no taking it back once the decision was made. Yeah. She won her first UFC fight. Well, and I think the best part, too, was her and like her reaction. I mean, she was just so grateful and you know i mean just so humble with it and i mean you could tell how much that really did mean to her and i i mean i thought that was awesome absolutely i want to point out here nathan bowling is on uh facebook live or at least was he asked how the weather was in upper crothersville cold yeah very cold but nathan you are the um the apr podcast studios uh uh, in-house meteorologist. Um, oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, for both Married with Children, the podcast, and Throttled Up, the podcast. So he is that. the, uh, our, our specific, uh, APR Podcast Studios meteorologist. Uh, he has just now said that in downtown uh, Crothersville, um, which is, you know, miles and miles like away. A, yeah. Half a mile. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, he said it's dark, but I do want to ask Nathan. Dark here too. You know, I've been getting all these special weather reports all day, Nathan, about this, you know, skiff of snow that yeah. we're going to get and everybody getting worked up about it. So, Nathan, you being the in-house meteorologist, what is the winter weather going to do tonight in Jackson County, Indiana, and specifically Crothersville? <laughs> 
And he says he doesn't have the National Weather Service seal of approval. That's okay. That means you're probably more accurate than the ones <laughs> that I see. So we'll wait and see what Nathan says to us about uh, the upcoming winter weather that we're going to get here. Well, um, we already got our first dusting of snow. We got that on what Saturday? Yeah, but morning, I will, I will be honest. You know, when I and I I tease Nathan a little bit, but when we were at Eldora back in the summer, he was texting uh, Matt and I and, and was telling us like in like twenty. And he was here. Like in 25 minutes, you're going to get strong storms. And it was right on it. I mean, the guy can the guy can read a radar. So, uh, so yeah. So, again, going back to... He has to, a calling that he needs to follow. Yeah. So, going back to the, uh, the UFC fight, um, very, very cool. And it was, like I said, just, you know, and those of you who maybe haven't heard Ashley's story or, or you don't follow UFC, and that's okay. But even if you don't follow UFC, I would really encourage you to go back to one of our past episodes and... Take a listen to her story. Again, I graduated with her older brother. Her older brother passed away on her 18th birthday in a motorcycle accident. Um, and that's kind of what led the anger and the, you know, um, frustration out of losing her brother is what led her down this road. And, and you know, for, for the job that we do in education, Callie, I think the thing that it always reminds me of is, you know, to never question where your path is going to be you may think it's one thing today but you never know when it may change and you end up doing something totally different well well, yeah i mean and able her to be able to find an outlet i mean like i mean being like you said in education and things that's i mean that's all we can ask for for the kids is if they're having those issues is being able to have some sort of an outlet whether it's talking to somebody or or doing a physical activity or you know, whatever it may be, um, you know, or some sort of extracurricular of some kind, just being able to kind of have that. And obviously, I think that that's helped her. And now it's, you know, she I mean, heck, she graduated from college and was definitely not on this path. And that yeah, all if changed. You're, if you're looking for an inspirational story, she is it. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, very, very proud of Ashley and very, very proud to say that I grew up with her and, and came from the same hometown. Um, I haven't accomplished nearly what she has. Uh, yeah, you're not on Fox Sports 1. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. I'm on Facebook Live from Crothersville, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to say Nathan did get back with us here. Nathan said it's going to be cold, 50% chance of pre- uh, precipitation with scattered light in the morning hours. And that right there is White Shoes called it right there. That is official. White Shoes, white shoes called it uh, weather report from gotcha. uh, Upper Crothersville, Lower Austin, UCLA, uh, the APR podcast studios. So um, you can't get better weather than that right there. No. I do want to. I do want to move on. Well, I do want to say this. It was funny because again, we were talking about all of my family kind of crammed in the living room watching Ashley fight. And then, if if anybody did watch the fight or you go back and watch a replay of it, late in the third round, she did get a choke on Amanda Cooper, like right at the end. Yes, right at the end. But her her. Uh, elbow was just up above Amanda's chin, so we're all screaming. It's too high. It's too high. You got to get lower. You got to get lower. You got, you know, we're all this. And it was like down to like seconds. It was like 30 seconds. And we're like, go. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I never really thought I would be that excited to see another human being choked out. But I I, know I was. I'll admit it because I just wanted to see Ashley get the win. But the funniest part is right after the fight. AP from the Smugcast, uh, one of our our fellow podcasts that we uh, we work with really well, texted me and he was like, and, and AP went to high school with with Ashley as well, um, but texted me and was like, dude, were you screaming at the TV the way I was? And and we kind of went back and forth and and both of us were probably like really ridiculous looking as we were hoping for Ashley to get that win. But it was cool to see my family, most of them from Illinois, um, Western Illinois, you know, not in Peoria area now, but not real familiar with Ashley. But, man, they jumped on. So I think they made, I think the spider monkey made some new fans. I think it grew into Illinois. She grew into Illinois now. But, well, I mean, and, and, you know, like some of them said, it's cool to watch. You know, they'll, they, you know, some of them said, you know, they watch it every now and then, but it's like being able to watch and actually, you know, follow somebody to cheer for somebody. So, you know, I mean, they knew that you knew her and, you know, kind of where she was from and that kind of thing. So now they were able to, uh, you know, like you said, kind of maybe piggyback off that 
in, in future fights. So I do want to talk a little bit here as we kind of transition here to some fantasy football and kind of update, because I'm just going to be honest and I, I'm probably, this is probably not the nicest thing for me to, to jump on the podcast and do, but oh my, I went three and oh this week in three <laughs> leagues and you know, I'm going to start with my juice in the morning and the Pauly Sleepers uh, listener league um, because I talked a lot of trash week one. I played juice week one and talked a lot of trash, but and, and I got beat. I'll be the first to admit yeah. I got beat. So I went with the the Justin Juice Kelly model for this week and said nothing. Um, which is kind of how Juice does everything because then if he gets beat, it looks like he knew it was coming. But if he wins, it looks like he was like secretly smug, um, <laughs> which really just means he's afraid to talk trash. So, yeah, so I, I went out, you know, I'm just going to say 109 to 70. I mean, not just beat him. I mean, let's be honest, it was kind of embarrassing. Um, so, yeah, so I, I just wanted to you know give a little bit of a shout out there to, to Justin Kelly. Now, what he will come back and say is something about how awful my season has been. Um, and that is very, very true. Um, I'm like three and seven now, but you know what? <laughs> but you got to win. I beat juice. That's all that matters to me. Um, and that's easy to say, but truly I was just about really wanting to beat juice. So, um, and then in our family league, we happen to again be at the family Thanksgiving and I'm, I'm going to thanks miss. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and I'm going to call this one out too, which may get me in a little bit of trouble, but here we're sitting there and my brother-in-law, um, Mr. Kirk, um, happens to say to me, um, he makes this kind of sarcastic comment. Hey, how do you like me hanging 82 on you on Thursday night football with only two players? And, you know, normally, I would get a little more worked up and I would probably make some sarcastic comment back. No, it would, it would take a lot for me to make a sarcastic comment because I'm not <laughs> normally sarcastic. Really? Yeah. So it takes a lot for me to figure out how to be sarcastic because typically I don't do that. I but must hit that every time then. You're very talented. I must be good at hitting that mark. <laughs> so he says this whole thing about hey you know how do you like me hanging 82 on you on thursday night so i i i say yeah you know you 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 had a good good run i mean it was it was a good thursday night with game. two players right yeah with two players and i was i was nice and i but i i responded with do you realize though that i'm still projected to win even with yeah. him scoring 82 yeah. To which he gets all over there and he's on his phone, you know, and he's he's messing with things. And I, I've kind of moved on. And then all of a sudden he says, hey, thanks for reminding me. I had forgot to change some players. Now I'm going to win. To which I said, OK, OK. Again, I said, hey, cool. Glad I could help you. You know, get not not. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to remember I'm doing the Justin Juice Kelly. I'm just I'm Switzerland. I wish you would do that with me sometimes. I can't do it with everybody. It's a struggle. <laughs> to which, and again, in this league, I am two and seven in the Juice in the Morning Pauly Sleepers Listener League. In our family league, I'm seven and two. So it is a, this is a big deal. And, and my brother-in-law, Andrew, is six and three. So he's he's talking bad trash. I mean, he's got right. he thinks he's got this thing locked up. Just to say, though, final score, because we're done. All of our players have played this week, 271 and a half to 241 and a half. So, Andrew, to you, I just want to say predictions now say me by 30. Um, <laughs> You're awful. I am. Yeah, I hope he listens. This See, this is what Smugcast. You'll know, you'll know if he listens. Well, this is what Smugcast does all the time, which I love. They talk trash on their episodes to see if their friends actually listen. And what they found with a lot of their people is they only listen to the episodes they're on. Yeah. So, and the funny thing is they've only had me on once and I've listened to all the episodes. Oh, so yeah, I, you have. I think I need to quit listening to their episodes and maybe maybe they'll invite me back up. Which, yeah, you must not have done a very good job because you've not been up since. No, I must not That's have. It's been like a year. I know. I know, because we're almost at our, our year anniversary. You'll get a text message like 7 o'clock tomorrow morning now. 
Uh, it'll be about 740. Because we're, I mean, we're 20 minutes in now. So oh, okay. it'll be 748 o'clock. But supposedly I'm supposed to be doing a rap battle with. Um, oh, yeah. With BJ. Um, I, December 15th was the last I heard. But I don't know Is if that that's right? still the case. <laughs> so. All right. So that's my fantasy football. How's your fantasy team doing, Cal? I'm just, I was just reading Nikki's thing. You have <laughs> both have great podcast voices. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Now what? How's my fantasy doing? Yeah. Honestly, this year I have been absolutely awful with keeping up with it. Um, I will try and remember to make sure to set my score. But then after that, like I usually set don't. Set your lineup, you mean? Yeah, set my lineup. And then after that, I usually don't remember until I try and remember the next day to set it. So I don't even know what my record is. You are four and five. Okay. Um, you I think are, I won this week. Or winning. Uh, let's see. I, I don't know that I'm done yet, but I think I'm winning. You are. No, you are down right <sighs> now. I thought last time I looked, I was up. But I'm looking for projections. No, you're projected to lose. Oh, okay. I take it back. Yeah, you're probably going to lose because you only have one player in play right now, and you're playing my mom, and she yeah. has two players in play. So looks like you're on your beat. Not looking good. Okay. Which right now the standings are: um, I am seven and two, going to move to eight and two. My mom, because you didn't finish her off, will move to seven and three. And then my sister is at the bottom, who is two and seven. I don't even know what she's doing. Um, and then Andrew and the other side <laughs> I don't even know what she's doing. will be six and four. You're going to be four and six. So you're only a couple games back from that. And then my dad is two and seven as well. And I don't even know what he's doing. I think they actually played each other this week. So one of them will get out of two and seven. Uh, yeah, Danielle's going to be three and seven and dad will be two and eight. So you are in the playoffs Which, right what now. What did he say to oh, Alex? What did he say tonight? He He's <laughs> he's trying to loot, play his bad players because he doesn't have any room, more room for banners in his Which, garage. The bad news for him is we don't have a banner this year. So <laughs> it would have been a good year for him to kind of jump on and, and go with things. So. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know, I, I do want to I do want to kind of transition here a little bit and talk about this as well, because, um, you know, we lost two kind of legends in the last couple of days and um, kind of from totally different areas. And some people will know one I'm going to talk about. Um, most people will know the other. But Stan Lee, um, who created, you know, Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine, um, that whole comic book series died at 95. Um, wow. and, and I think there's a great, and again, I know you make fun of me for these, but there is a great podcast series called Business Wars. <laughs> yes, I do make fun of that. And I, and I love them. I mean, right now I'm doing the Napster versus the record industry, but it is really, really interesting to kind of hear the history and the back channels of these um, companies. But there is one on Marvel versus DC Comics okay. and kind of how Stan Lee was involved in all of that. And that's a it is really, really interesting to see kind of how he became who he was and and to see what comic books have become today in 2018 yeah. with the amount of money that's spent on them the movies the franchises and those kind of things so um you know a big loss to uh lose stanley from the comic book uh world but the other person that i want to talk about is is probably you know obviously not as well known to many people or, or a lot of our listeners probably, but is someone who meant a lot to me. And I noticed some local people meant a lot. And that is uh, coach Joe Goodman um, from Seymour, Indiana and coach Goodman. I came here in 2009 and, and coach Goodman had, had since already retired from Seymour football and, he was, uh, you know, very, very active in our Indiana Football Coaches Association and was, uh, you know, a legend um, in Seymour and Seymour football. And he sold us our helmet decals. And what you had to know about Coach Goodman, and even when I was an assistant under Scott Buning, you had to know that when Coach Goodman came in, 
It wasn't going to be a short meeting. It wasn't going to be just about ordering Hilma decals. You were going to get a clinic um, as you ordered your decals. Your decals would take five or ten minutes, and then you were going to get a coach's <laughs> clinic. And as a young coach, you know, at the time, I'll be the first to admit, there were times that I probably was like, come on, coach. I got class. I got to do this. I'm busy. I don't have time. But, you know, looking back, especially as I became a head coach and Coach Goodman would come in and I know I can think of one specific time that he came in and we spent probably two hours just talking, um, talking about me as a young head coach and talking about the program and what I was trying to instill and where we were trying to go. And, you know, you you don't realize how valuable the fact that a guy that had the success that Coach Goodman did um, to sit down with a guy like me and, and share those stories and that stuff, uh, how important that was. And, you know, and I really hate it. I've seen Coach Goodman the last couple years um, at Seymour and Jennings County football games and got to say hi and, and you know, tell him what he meant to me. But, you know, I really hate that um, – that that he's gone um obviously for his family i think about his family and and they're my thoughts and prayers but uh you know also for his extended family of indiana football because you know i don't know that there was a bigger personality in indiana football than what coach goodman was and and so you know thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and uh you know a really really special human being yeah yeah i mean i know that you've told stories and stuff about you know, him coming in and, and whatnot. So I know that he's definitely a big, uh, you know, a local person that I'm sure affects a lot of, of, you know, kids and, and people around here. So. That was it. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at me like I needed to finish. <laughs> well, I was, I, I just didn't want to cut you off, but, um, I do want to transition this and, and I do, I, I mean it, um, you know, if you didn't know coach Goodman, you know, take a, take a second to look him up. He's Indiana football hall of famer. Um, and like I said, he just, it, for guys that were local here, very, very special, um, what he was wanting to do for us, but I'm going to transition here just a little bit because I know this is one of your favorite athletes of all time oh. and they're transitioning into, um, kind of a, a new venture. Okay, oh so I'm going to ask you this. This basketball legend. Oh, gosh, I think I know who you're talking about. Already is bringing a new restaurant concept to the high seas. Carnival Cruise Line president Christine Duffy tells USA Today that the NBA Hall of Famer has signed a deal with the line to open one of his big chicken eateries on the Carnival Radiance in 2020. Who do you think it is? Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's got his first big chicken restaurant that opened in Las Vegas in late October, and he plans for more locations Ooh. in Los Angeles and Atlanta. Um, so my question to you is, are you interested in eating at a big, a Shaquille O'Neal big chicken restaurant? I mean, I don't know. I don't what what all kind of stuff does he have? Like what kind of chicken? Like well, KFC type chicken? Let's just see what we can find. Shaquille O'Neal Big Chicken. <laughs> it's probably like extra, extra large. Trying to find a website for it. I mean, obviously, I'm not a really big Shaquille O'Neal fan, but I did enjoy. What was the one show that? Oh, I I don't remember if he's he may have been the one that hosted hosted it. That it was like they just did like different jokes and stuff on each other. Do you remember that? That was a long time ago, though. I don't think so. Man, I don't remember, but I think he maybe he may have been the one that hosted it. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. That was probably at least probably 10 or 15 years ago okay yeah i'm not finding much about it let's see what it says here it doesn't exist it doesn't does it exist yet says that it will offer a variety of fried chicken sandwiches fries and other sides during the day all free of charge that's on the carnival cruise um for breakfast it'll serve chicken and egg biscuits among other options Hmm. so yeah sounds delicious 
So I, I just thought, you know, maybe we'd make a trip to Vegas or something so you could try it. Yeah, I've never been to Vegas. Let's see. Also, kind of crazy, the fires in Malibu. Um, have you seen any of that? Yes, actually, I have. And and I guess I kind of feel bad. Um, I mean, I hate that, uh, you know, some of these major celebrities have lost their homes. I think that's awful. But I also think it's awful. And I get it's Malibu, so most of the people there you know, are well off. Right. But I think it's also awful to be the, you know, the family that lost their home. But, you know, we're more worried about, I forget who I even saw today, that all lost their homes. But, and again, I'm not putting them down, but obviously they have, you know, a, a lot more of a, a way to replace those things. Um, then what Robin Thicke was the one that I did see today. Oh, okay. Lost their was this that was this their actual home or like their secondary that I can answer? I mean, that because that would be my thing is you know, a lot of those celebrities, you know, they have they'll have a couple different homes, so I don't know if that's just one of, and even if that's the one they usually stay at, they may have another one somewhere else to be able to reside in. I don't know, but yeah, and I heard on the radio the town paradise is like totally destroyed. I didn't hear that, no. Paradise, California, <laughs> which doesn't sound cool. Well, there's a Paradise, Indiana, too. Is there? Mm-hmm. Where's yeah. that at? Just north of Newburgh. It's really? where Castle High School is. I didn't know that. Yeah, Paradise, Indiana. Hmm. Learn something new every day. Yep. Gotcha. So, so, also... That's not the one that burned down, though. No, that's not. No. Um, <laughs> on a... <laughs> On another side note, um, did you happen to see the? Um, did you happen to see the the Saturday Night Live controversy with Pete Davidson? No. Okay, Pete. Do you know who Pete Davidson is? No. Okay, uh, this is going to be a great segment. Um, <laughs> do I maybe know who he is? I just like if I saw him. He's the one that was just engaged to Ariana Grande. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great yep. segment. So. Anyway, Continue. Uh, he is on Weekend Update. Do you know what that is on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and moving on. And we'd like to thank our our sponsor, <laughs> ZipRecruiter. When you're looking for a co-host, go to ZipRecruiter.com. Um, Preferably someone that actually knows what's going on in the world. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, uh, Married with Children is uh, looking for a uh, co-host. Um, Does that mean you have to marry him? I'm open for ideas right now. <laughs> so anyway, weekend updates like a legendary segment on Saturday Night Live where they do the news each weekend. Okay, but Pete Davidson does a lot of stuff on there. But Pete Davidson was just um, engaged to Ariana Grande. Let me see if I can find. Like she even wrote a song about him. Like right there's Pete Davidson. Okay. Let me see if I can. Like she wrote a song about getting engaged. Which they're no longer together. That's what I, that was my next question. Yeah, it's named Pete Davidson. Oh. It's probably going to be an ad. Nope. Or maybe there's going to be nothing. No sound. I thought you were in my life. Look in my mind. That's why. Let's see. Go back. Now we'll have an ad. No, we won't. Yeah. I thought you were in my life. Look at my mind. No better place all the time. How they align. Universe must have my back. The front of fat into my lap. And I know you know that you must own me and love that. I'm like, Have you ever heard that song? No. No. Okay. Have you? Yeah, I've heard it because of the whole 
being on the news with the whole Pete Davidson thing and, and Ariana Grande. <laughs> That's very true. I do not stay up late enough for SNL. That but is way past my bedtime. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, on I know. Sundays. I can like record it or watch it later, but yeah. I do not stay up late enough to watch it. Or you could listen to like like current radio or television and you'll see a lot of stuff. But anyway, yeah. I nope. say all that to say this. Pete Davidson a week ago made a joke um, right after the midterm elections. And um, it was a joke about he, he kind of went through all of the um, midterm candidates and was kind of making fun of them and and those kind of things. And one of them that he made fun of uh, was Dan Crenshaw. And Dan Crenshaw is a Republican from Texas. He is a, a uh, Iraq war veteran, did three terms of service, but he lost his eye. He lost his right eye um, in an IED attack. And Pete Davidson kind of made a, a, a joke about it. Um, well, he did make a joke about it two weeks ago. Obviously faced a lot of, you know, controversy about it and a lot of backlash on, right. you know, this guy's a war veteran. You know, he shouldn't be doing it. Dan Crenshaw came on this week. And I'm not going to play it because it's got some... Um, you know, some worded, some language in it that, that we don't usually play. But uh, if you haven't seen it, go back and look at it. And and Dan Crenshaw wears an eye patch all the time. So that's what Pete Davidson okay. made fun of him. But if you go back and, and watch this, I mean, huge shout out to Dan Crenshaw. Number one for, for coming on SNL. Yeah. But, you know, Pete Davidson apologizes to him and then... You know, Dan Crenshaw at one point, an Ariana Grande song starts playing as his ringtone on his phone, and he pulls it out, and Pete Davidson's like, oh, that's funny. Do you want to get that? And he's like, oh, no, it'd be rude if I answered it, so I'm just going to let it play. <laughs> and then, you know, Dan Crenshaw made some jokes about pictures of Pete Davidson. So, um, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, from from this side of it, heck of a job by both Dan Crenshaw for kind of embracing it and just saying, Hey, you know, it was a bad joke. It was, it was, you know, um, not in good taste, but to have fun with it. And same thing to Pete Davidson, you know, and I think, I think in today's world, we get so offended by things so easily that sometimes it's nice to just see somebody kind of sit back and say, yeah, probably not the best joke, but I can laugh it off and right. let's move on. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think sometimes, I think sometimes we, like you said, we get too offended, and then it's like, and then now that's all we focus on instead of just brushing it off and making light of it, and you know, moving on. Yeah. So I, again, if you haven't seen it, go look at it um, because it is it is really funny. And like I said, if it didn't have some of the language in it, or if I'd have had time to kind of you know pull out the um, the uh, edited version, I would have. But it is Dan Crenshaw and Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live this week, and you know, shout out to both of them. So very very exciting stuff. Um, so now, Callie, we are. Uh, 40 some minutes in right now um 38 minutes in i have uh, brought all of the <laughs> topics um i told you to be oh my gosh i know to be prepared with topics to discuss um so well yeah well i think that i have i you were today and before you're like, you know, bring something to talk about. And I like really struggle because I am like the worst person at trying to bring something like that to talk about. We didn't notice. I know because you're always the one that has to bring it. And then I just show up and say whatever I say. But so, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Anything? Yeah, no. Um, no, I can't think of anything. I really did try. Okay, so here's what I here's what I did, and I will tell you, I really did try and look stuff up because I enjoy whenever we like go back and forth and like debate on things, uh-huh. and so I like looked at different um, like topics to debate, but like none of it I that I really looked at. It was all like. Uh, you know, like English paper debate stuff, not like, hey, let's just sit and talk about this topic. So I didn't really find anything that I thought was necessarily worth bringing. So I, I don't know of any ideas. 
So you have nothing that you think is debate worthy. Yeah, I can't I can't even think of some of the things that I saw that I thought about. Oh, here, see, oh, debate topics for high school. Hold on, let me pull this up and see. Okay, I'm going to show this because you 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 talk about these and and I agree with it. You always talk about the things where um and I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook here while I was listening to you kind of try and dig yourself out of why, about nothing. why you had no no topics for the show. But you love these things that, that are always asked, how old were you when you found out? Like oh, yeah. you brought up the other day, like how old were you when you found out that you could store staples underneath the stapler? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this one. How old were you when you found out that that hole was for your straw so you could use your cup as a table? And this is from Chick-fil-A. Oh, I've never or or Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, Chick Fil A. As some people every say. now every now and then we like take the kiddos to Chick Fil A. Yeah, gosh, that was <laughs> awful. That was awful. <laughs> no, I did not know that. Is that really what it's for? I guess so. I don't know. What do you think? I think it'd be kind of hard to drink your drink your drink out of. Why? Like leaning over my food. Okay. I don't know. But I didn't know that it did that. But yes, I do like those. How old are you? And every single one of them, I'm like, didn't know that. Because the answer is always, or I mean, like a lot of them, it's like, I was today days old. Let me see if I can find some of those. Uh... How, how old were you found out when? Okay, here you go. Here's one. How old were you when you learned that the game tag stands for touch and go? Oh, I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't either. No. Or did I make that up? No, you looked that up. You're not that crafty. Let's see. Okay. That's like the only one out of all of these pictures. (laughs) Did you Google it? How old were you when? How old were you when you found out Winnie the Pooh is a girl? Yeah, I saw that one. I I don't get that one. Oops. Let's see. Let's try this. How... Old were you when memes? And none of these are good. Yeah, they must have taken all the. Or we're not looking up the right thing. Yeah, <sighs> I don't. I don't know what you would type. So you don't remember any of the debates. Okay, well, here. Uh, yeah, I, I looked it up, and then I... Um, let me see. Does living in a dorm room, uh, dorm, help students uh, into the college community, or does that hurt the educational process? Well, I think it helps. I think it helps, too. Yeah, that's, See, that was that's not going to be much of a debate because I think the, I think you, you become a, a part of campus by living in the dorm. Okay, here's one. Does technology get in the way of studying or does it help? You know, this is an interesting one because I forget who I was just talking to the other day about this. Um, but we were talking about like how kids today really do need like music and yes. they need that stimulus because they're so used to being stimulated. Um I, I'm not one. I really need it to be quiet. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I'll listen to music, like when I'm messing around in the morning, getting ready for work and stuff, like, like at the office. Yeah. But and, when I'm really focusing on something or studying, I need quiet. And I agree with that. I mean, I know, like, I mean, if there's like, there's some days like during my prep period, if I'm just like grading papers or, you know, doing something like that, like I, I may turn some on, but I mean, most of the time I don't have it on and I know like some of the kids, I mean, anytime and they've kind of figured it out, but used to, I mean, like anytime they had any time to work, can we play music? 
I work so much better with music. And I'm like, I mean, we have like 10 minutes. Surely you can go 10 minutes from working without music. But I mean, I think a lot of times, I mean, obviously it's right there on their phone. They've always got earbuds, I mean, you know, or whatever. And so I think literally if that was what they had like at home, they would play them. They would, you know, get the music and they'd play it. Right. So, I mean, I think that that's, I mean, do you think that it, it helps them focus more? I just, okay, here's my thing. And, and of course, like I don't have Chromebooks and stuff in my room, but it seems like sometimes um, they spend more time finding a song they like than just playing the playlist and then actually working. I would agree with that, um, that they, they do spend more time looking for a song, but I also, I'm also guilty of that because yeah. I am really, really bad about not finishing a song. Right. Um, and I know you know this from our time, you know, in the cars together. I will start listening to a song. I get about three quarters of the way through and my ADD kicks in and I'm like, oh, let's see what else there is. Um, but. Yeah, I think that I think it can be distracting for them, but I also think it comes back to just they're constantly stimulated. You know, yeah. it, it's shocking to me. You know, now that Apple has kind of started the um, uh, screen time, do you get that the screen time uh-uh. thing once a week? I get a report about how many hours you, I've been thought, on. Do you, was that through the update or something? I think so. Yeah. So See, get, I don't. I don't. I must not get that. I get a report of everything like, um, you know, what, how many hours I spent, what apps I've used, what it's been for, when I do it. Uh, so it is kind of like, it, it, it's crazy to me just to kind of see what all, you know, I do spend my time on. Right. So speaking of fantasy football, was that you or me? That was my, I think it was the iPad. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, so that I, I, I don't know. I just I think it's each individual. I think do I think kids use it as a crutch? Yes, yes I do. Do agree. I think that kids a lot of times just want to do it because they want to listen to music and not really pay attention to their work? Yes. But do I think there are kids that that helps? Yeah, I think so, too. See, personally, I am not one that would help. And that's what I, I guess it's hard for me to see. Like me. Yes. OK, if I'm. If I'm just like working on something like, I mean, if I'm working on math or something, maybe I could do it. But some of those kids want to listen to music as they're like reading a book. Like, I don't understand. How can you read a book and listen to music? Like, I think to me, I can only do one or the other. Well, that's with a lot of things with you. I know. I know. I definitely can't do more than one thing. But I mean, like, I just think it would be hard to read a book and actually understand what's going on and have the music because... Most of the time, I mean, I would think they would be listening to the music over, you know, understanding what's going on with what they're reading. Well, I think it depends on what they're listening to. I mean, they might be trying to uh, listen to Ariana Grande because, you know, they've heard about all these stories about her and Pete <laughs> Davidson and maybe, maybe so that they're seen, more up on current events than seen I am. Saturday Night Live. So, so I've I, seen Saturday Night Live, just I don't watch it in nineteen ninety three when Adam Sandler was on there um, <laughs> on the reruns. Which actually, and I, I think it's got some language in it too. There, there is a great song. Um, if you haven't watched the new um, Adam Sandler uh, Netflix comedy special, there is a great song that he does for today about what he needs. Um, so I may, I may try and play it. I, I can't remember. I don't know. There may be some spots in it. But anyway, I want to, I want to move to this. I want to ask you your question because you're a basketball person. Yes. And Nike has taken over um, uniforms uh, for the NBA, and they created this new, what's called the city uniform, which obviously is just a way to sell us all in some more t-shirts and hoodies and and, uh, uniforms. But I want to see what you think of them and and which ones you like. And they're all supposed to be designed around, you know, what's it, what that city's known for, kind of what the... um, the culture, I guess you would say, is gotcha. so. Um, this is the first one. This is the Atlanta Hawks. It doesn't look anything all that yeah. special. Boston looks like every other Boston yeah, jersey I was I've say, ever that seen. Looks the same. Brooklyn, not a whole lot. Yeah, I can't even tell. Now this is what is Buzz City. This is Charlotte for the Charlotte Hornets. So Buzz City is the name of the. Are they the Charlotte Hornets? Yes. I thought they moved. Are they back? Well, they were the Charlotte Bobcats, one. 
But when the Pelicans became the Pelicans, the Hornets name okay. went back to Charlotte. Okay. So that's why it's Buzz City gotcha. for the Hornets. Okay. Um, this is Chicago, which is the flag of Chicago, the four stars. I actually really, really? like this. Okay. I, I think this is, that. yeah, I think this is a really cool. It, it makes me want to buy a sweatshirt or a t shirt like this. So I think this is a really okay. cool look. So good sell for Chicago for Yes, you. for me, 100%. This is Cleveland. I like the throwback look. I wish Cleveland was better, but I like the old school, like orange and blue. Hmm. I think it's a cool uniform. What do you think? I think it's cool. I don't really know what it, I mean, I mean, I don't know the throwback part of it. They used to be that, that like that orange was and blue color colors, yeah. Instead of the more maroon. Mm hmm. Okay. Dallas. Just kind of the uh, the logo there. Yeah. The old school Denver Nuggets. I think that one's kind of cool. I like that one, too. Uh, this Detroit. is Detroit. Yeah. The Motor City, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this is Golden State. It says the Bay. Okay. Um, Houston Rockets. I really don't know why it's in Chinese other than say, Yao Ming played there. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Indiana Pacers. You're a big Pacers fan. Thoughts on it? I don't. What is what is that? A road? I guess. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I guess I just don't understand the thing. This is the Clippers. I like the L.A. on yeah, it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. The Lakers. I love the, the purple with the pinstripes. pinstripes. Yeah, I like it. This is Memphis. Miami, oh, like this the, one wins. I like the the Miami Vice. Font. Yeah, it's the Miami Vice okay, look with the Miami say, I do Heat. like the font. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> I think hands down, this is the best city jersey. I'm not even a Miami Heat fan. Never have been. Yeah, but I want a T-shirt just I mean, because it it's that cool. Doesn't have the colors. Of no, but, the it's, a, Miami but it's a Miami Heat. Vice yes. colors. It's that that baby blue and, and purple, pink, pinkish. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. I think they absolutely hands down win. I like the Milwaukee Bucks kind of old school throwback look. Yeah. Um, Timberwolves, it's all right. Yeah. New Orleans, I like the NOLA. Okay. New York, it's a little different. Yeah. Oklahoma City, I like the OKC. Uh, Orlando Magic, 76ers, I like the flag, the original flag. Okay. Around the number, I like how simple gotcha. it is. Phoenix is Low Suns. Portland is obviously Rip City. Uh, Sacramento is Sacktown. San Antonio, oh, wow. it's got the camouflage. That's kind of cool. It's hard to see the the logo. Yeah. Toronto just has North <laughs> being the farthest North team. With like an arrow. <laughs> I like the Utah Jazz jerseys too. Because it's the too. sun. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, I really kind of like the Utah look. I like this one too, the Washington Wizards, because instead of saying Washington, it's the District of Columbia, Columbia. obviously. So it's the district with the basketball and stuff, kind of like the Wizards logo. So I thought that I thought that was a really cool one. So for me, I like Chicago because I think Chicago, you know, connects with the city really well. I like Miami. I like um, Washington, the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Um, But so I I think I thought there were some cool ones. So are they doing those jerseys? Yeah, they'll wear those throughout the season. So, um, yeah, you'll see those. I mean, Chicago just wore theirs the other night. I don't know how they're deciding when they wear them. Right. I don't watch enough NBA until April when the playoffs start, (laughs) which recently as a Bulls fan means I don't watch any NBA because we're not in the playoffs in April. So uh, not a whole lot of reason to watch. So (sighs) Too funny. So what else do you have? Mm. You know the best part about radio or podcasting? You're putting me on the spot? No, when no one talks. <laughs> that that really brings in the listeners. Okay, here's one. Homework at school. Give your opinion on why homework should be banned or whether it is an essential part of our studies that teaches us to work independently. I think this is one that you and I would probably debate on. Okay, then you give me your point. Uh... Because my thought, obviously, as a math teacher with homework, is here's my thing is whenever I go through and like we do practice together and like I give the traditional notes and all that kind of stuff, I would say 70 percent or more of my kids probably just sit there and wait on me to write down the problem. 
and the answer and the steps, even though I'll say here, I'll give you, you know, a couple minutes to work this one out. And my thought is they work it out and then I'll work it out and we'll see where do we differ to where we can hopefully fix mistakes before homework time or test time. And none of them usually do that. And so I tell them then I have like I give them homework so that they can continue to practice because I think in math, the only way to get better on something is or to to understand it or to continue to get better is by practicing just because with math, especially during with each section, it's very for the most part, it's very repetitive. And so I want them to go. I don't want them to know or write down just what I know. I want them to know or write down what they know or what they, you know, kind of their thought process. Then the next day we can kind of go through and, you know, fix it. Or then I'm able to see here's kind of where you're always going wrong. Here's what we need to do to fix it. So that's why I like to give homework. Now, I know that a lot of them, when they do homework, they don't really do it. They copy it off of someone or something. And so... That's not helping him. So which which, again, is my thing of you're either copying it down off of me or you're copying it down off of someone else. And so then when we take the test, that's why we're not very good, because you're never thinking for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know you're against homework. No, I'm not. I'm not against homework. I'm not. I think there is a time and a place for homework. I think we have I think in education we have become. I don't know the right word for it. We we re, we we're, we're assigning homework simply because that's what we think we what have we to, to do. Um, I don't know that we're always assigning uh, you know realistic and authentic homework and things that matter. Do I think that in math you have to practice a little bit? Yes. Um, but do I think at times that, and I'll be the first to say it, that math teachers get out of hand when it's one to one to five million odds only? I mean, yeah, I think there's only so much practice I can do. Right. Um, and I do think that, that kids should have a little bit of, you know, here's the thing. You look at the best of the best. And I'm not saying every kid you have in your geometry class gets it or is the best of the best. But when when... Kobe Bryant, LeBron James walked in the gym. They practice on their weaknesses. Yes. Will they do some things that they're good at? I don't think LeBron James spends much time in practice driving to the rim and finishing. He's always been pretty good at that. My guess is he spends 90% of his time on his mid-range game and shooting threes because that's where his weakness is. Right. So why do we send home... 50 problems for a kid to do if within the first five i know that i've got this concept i understand that but my thing is i don't number one i don't know that uh, that you're good or not good at something until you prove to me obviously and number two i don't know I mean, how can but my I... my argument's going to be this. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do you grade every problem on every homework? Do I grade it? No. No. I mean, like, they always get points for it. Right. But I'm, And I'm not calling you out on that, but that's a cop-out, too, to say... No. And here's, here's, why, here's why I do not grade on all of them, because I know some teachers do and some don't, but I, I switch it up to where I, you know, I kind of have a... a a few different ways but no i do not because my thought is is especially if it's a new concept or something that they usually have trouble with no i do not grade. i I don't grade it for right or wrong because and again i go because my thought is i want them to try it if you know when they're doing something and they are messing up on the same exact step on every single problem so so you don't grade it that's okay i'm not and i'm not i'm not calling you out for not grading it do you go over everyone do you correct every one of them no, I don't so, go through and so correct but, everyone. But my question is, with what you said that they have to do the homework so I know where they're at, if you're not truly evaluating it, how do you know where they're at? Because I put, I mean, I at least I try and put that on them to where I go through and we, yes, I mean, I show them the answers and everything, obviously. Right. But and if then, you're putting that part on them, why can't you put that part on them when they do two of them? They're like, I got this. And trust them that they've got it. But you're trusting them later, aren't you? I feel like that's, I mean, 
I mean, I, I don't know that that's me trusting them. I'm I'm putting it out there and we go through problems. And if they don't want to ask for it, then I guess I mean, and I want to be clear. I, you're a very, very good teacher. I'm I put not. That, I, yeah, I put that part on them that it's like, well, if you don't want to take the time to go through the problem, I mean, or ask about why you messed this one up or whatever. And usually what I do, if it's one that that I know that they will have trouble with and I nobody has the guts to ask me, I mean, I usually go through some. Right. And, and I, I, again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that you're not doing something right. I think you're a very, very, very good teacher. Um, I know the time and effort you put in. I'm just playing devil's advocate with you here a little bit. But but you are right. I, I disagree. I don't. It's not that I'm anti-homework. I just look at... My question always is, are we using the time in class so efficiently that we can't teach that concept in class? Because, again, the best time for a kid to learn is with their teacher. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think that I would. I I I wish that I could fix the problem of when I give them time to work on a problem, they would actually work on it. That's what I wish that I could fix. But why I'm never going to fix the homework where they go, they copy it off the internet, they copy it off their friend or whatever. Like I'm never going to fix that because they're not with me. Well, you could fix it if you're not giving them the homework. If you're making it in classwork, then they are with you. So my question is, why instead of just waiting and giving them time and then you giving them the answer, you working the problem for it, why don't you have them come up and work it? I have. I mean, I have. And I don't I don't know. I'm I don't know if it's fixed anything or helped anything, but. I mean, I do because I I now have with my graphing calculator, it's like a random number mm-hmm. thing that I can pick. And, and I tell them I'm getting my calculator out with my random number, you know, and so I pick and, you know, whatever, if it picks 15, whatever 15 is on the grade book, then so and so you're the one coming up. I mean, so I mean, I've done more of that this year, just trying to help it. And I mean, I think it's gotten some of them, but I don't know. Because, again, I mean, playing devil's advocate. And don't get me wrong, when I was in the classroom, I gave homework. So I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying I had it all figured out. I'm not that at all. Um, And again, I think you're a really, really good teacher. And I think I've got really, really good teachers that give homework. But my thing is, when I listen to you, I think we're holding on to tradition more than we're holding on to anything. Because your point is, well, I think they have to go home and practice it so I know that they're getting it. Because I think they're just copying me in class. But I know when they leave me, they're just copying it off the Internet or copying someone else. So still, if that's truly what you believe, you don't know what they know when they come back. So are we just giving them a, a, you know, busy work just to go copy something? And if that's the case, if all we're really getting out of it, and I'm not saying that's every kid, but if that's truly your belief that all you're getting out of it is them copying the one kid that got it then wouldn't it be just as good for them just to copy what you did because you're the kid that got it? I mean, then, then what am I, what am I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. What am I grading? Because then I have all, I mean, then it becomes like a college class. All you have are tests and quizzes. But, but again, I go back to, you can offer them practice. Yeah. Going back to my coaching mentality, we practiced all week. And you were evaluated on your practice how well you were, but the test or the grade came on Friday nights right. when you had to go play. So my other thing always was send them home with the, these are problems that I would practice. These are things that you're going to want to know how to do and give them a quiz on two or three of the problems the next day. That's your homework grade. Yeah. If you practiced it and you did two of them, you're like, gosh, this is easy. I know how to do this. You're good. Why do extra? If you realize after 10, you're like, oh, my gosh, I have no clue how to do this. Well, you better figure it out. Right. So, again, I know. I know. I mean, I I think that's an interesting concept. I I mean, I do. And I and I know that I'm sure I fall. I mean, I know I fall into the normal traditional math teacher. I try not to give them all like I mean, the book will give you 80 some problems. I mean, I don't give them all of those because, again, if you once you kind of get the hang of it, uh, you're usually pretty good. With, I mean, for the most part, but I don't know, which it, it doesn't matter because with the I-step, they're totally different than the book problems anyway. So, But the I-step's going away. I know. I'm screwed with them for the next two years or whatever. Yeah, next year's freshman. But all right. So 
Going to wrap up here. Um, going to reach out to Ashley Yoder. So, Ashley, if you listen, um, shoot me a text back. I'll be getting with you here later this week. Hoping to have you call in next weekend uh, to talk about the first win in the UFC at UFC Fight Night 139. Again, huge congratulations from Married with Children to Ashley the Spider Monkey Yoder um, on her huge win. Uh, just want to remind you as well, go check out uh, www.mwcpodcast.com. That is our website. Website. Um, when you go to uh, Married with Children podcast, mwcpodcast.com, uh, go check that out. There is all of our past episodes are uploaded there. You can go back and listen to the first interview with Ashley the Spider Monkey Yoder, where she really tells her whole story of how she ended up at the UFC, how she ended up on the reality TV show, The Ultimate Fighter. Um, then a couple months ago, she came back on for about a, a 20, 30 minute uh, yeah. interview as she was getting ready for this fight with Amanda Cooper. Right. And again, hoping to have her on next week to talk about her first win. So, uh, but when you go to the website, also go over to the store um, on the website we have t-shirts there we are looking to uh, reduce our inventory of our t-shirts and our hats um, get some of that stuff out there we're going to look at uh, putting together kind of a new design um, here in the uh, for our start of our second year yeah. um, again in the January uh, was our first episode so we're coming up here pretty quickly a lot quicker than I thought on our one year anniversary <laughs> So we're going to try and do something different for that. Uh, but so, yeah, visit that when you if you order something in the store, when you check out, use the promo code MWC 25 and you'll receive 25 percent off of your entire order. Uh, and again, we try and ship those out pretty much within a day or two. So, uh, again, you know, everybody, thank you for all the support we've gotten uh, on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, we're having a lot of fun with this and it. It is still fun. I have people ask me all the time, yeah. is it tiresome, but it is still fun. So um, huge shout out to our sponsors as we go. Everybody have a great week, and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Miller's Termite and Pest Control is the only place you need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who cares about you. They can handle any problem from termites, bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc., they also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them today on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore n underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, farm, and does it with a personal touch that you just can't get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is also a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. He is my family's insurance agent and should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he will be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. Contact information for Tommy. You can contact him at 812-372-4483 at extension 2447. And remember to tell him that APR Podcast sent you. <laughs>